Welcome, everyone, to the premiere broadcast of Blowing Shit Up on WFU Radio with your host, Tony Geo. I am thrilled that you are joining us on this adventure of learning, discovery, and interactive dialogue on different topics that we will be discussing throughout these podcasts. The object of these podcasts is to bring stimulating conversation and awareness into past, current, and future goings-on. An integral part of these podcasts will be music and how it has affected not only my path, but also its influence on society in general. Speaking of music, memories from the club that started it all for me, The Sanctuary. Like a sex machine. 
black sex machine. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed these two selections. The first one, Hold On to Your Mind by Northern Irish psychedelic rock band Anduella. The lyrics were perfect for the start of this podcast. Yes, a rock band with a great dance cut. Who would believe or who would have thought? The second cut was Give It Up, Turn It Loose by the hottest working man in show business, the godfather of soul, Mr. Dynamite, and soul brother number one, the one and only James Brown. Another piece of music classic.
I would like to say that I want this podcast to be an interactive one with our audience. Listeners will be able to request topics, music, and comment on the podcast by emailing me at wfuradio.com. We will try to get back to everyone by addressing these comments and, of course, playing the music they wish to hear. One more note. We will eventually be going live and videoing these podcasts. Updates on this will be on our website. That's wfuradio.com. Please join in the conversation and remember, leave your suggestions, music, and topics to discuss. In the email section of blowing shit up at furadio at gmail.com. Thank you. Well, where to start with this podcast? No brainer. How I got involved in the music business would be a good start. So here goes. While I was a sophomore at St. John's University, which at that time was located in Brooklyn, I decided to join a fraternity. Why? I have no idea. But after you become a brother, you are assigned certain duties, and mine was being part of the social committee. We were the guys who made sure all our weekend dances proved profitable and enjoyable. From securing beer, soda, ice, and liquors, we were also responsible for taking care of the music in the jukebox. Boy, was that up my alley. Promoting these dances in the school throughout the week was also a large part of our duties, so interacting with females throughout the week was necessary. I was always into music, even as a young kid. I was buying music and playing records at my house all the time. I remember all the kids in my neighborhood coming to my garage to listen and dance to music. Now, according to some DJs, playing records at 10 or 11 years old made you a disc jockey. I'll leave that up to you to make that decision. One of my fraternity brothers, who was co-chairman of the music committee, happened to be gay. Now I don't know if all the brothers in the frat knew because he hit it quite well. But those who were close to him knew. Because I did not know if he added himself, I will use the name Mike to call him by. He was at the time the least militant of all the brothers in the fraternity. Remember, Vietnam was in full swing and we had a lot of army vets and reservists in the frat. The fraternity was made up of 90% Italians from Brooklyn, not the peacenik type, if you know what I mean. Mike happened to know that I loved to dance and being a great dancer himself, he took a liking to me. We became good friends, not in a sexual way. One day he invited me to go to the city. It was 1968, Manhattan, Saturday morning, and here we go. He took me to the village and took me to a place called Stonewall. And let me just say, I was initially shocked. Men, men, and more men, with a sprinkling of women, I thought. I was very apprehensive at first, but I quickly got over it when I was introduced to Mike's friends. They were all warm and friendly. After going there a few times, I felt at home. Great music, great bunch of guys, just having a good time, bothering no one. Those women that I thought were women were guys dressed in drag. Later found out they were called drag queens. I would get to know them better through the clubs I later worked in. Boy, was I naive. Getting back to the Stonewall, this nonsense that lesbians who have taken over the whole gay movement with their LGBTQ stormtrooper tactics is ridiculous. Lesbians were not at the forefront of the happenings at Stonewall. Let me be perfectly clear. 
as a male who occasionally went to Stonewall. Very few lesbians were in attendance. Most of the women we see in the pictures of the riots were men dressed in drag. I can attest to it because I was there, and anyone my age can verify that at that time, gay men and gay women did not hang out in the same social environments. They had their separate clubs with very little spillover. Being there gives me firsthand knowledge, unlike some DJs who bullshit about being there at 15, 14, 13, and talking about LGBTQ and that whole woke crap. Remember, the police were always around, and 15-year-olds in a bar serving liquor, you got it, didn't happen. More on this subject in future podcasts. I must now speak about Sanctuary. What a club. A club designed for a variety of individuals. These Saturday excursions into the city led me to see a side of the village that I never knew existed. And let me say it was fun with a lot of laughs. Eventually we got to a point where the frat dances on the weekend were lacking. So Mike decided to take us out at night and see the world of gay bars and gay clubs. Clubs like Tambalane and the Townhouse, which were the beginnings of gay bars on the Upper East Side, or I should say the Middle East Side because they were in the 30s and 40s, and out of the darkness of the village. Two great male gay clubs, great music and great dances. The few women that were there were gorgeous and straight. For me, it was great. Always crowded and always the music. The DJ at both clubs was Steve Morticia D'Aquisto, who I met at the sanctuary. The true change in my life at clubs came, came when I went to the sanctuary, a renovated church. The first night I went there was amazed at the diverse types of people who were there. Gay, straight, white, black, Spanish, drag kings, a total mix of different people in one place. The music, the energy, the drugs, it was the perfect storm for people to have a night of fun, music, and dancing. At the helm was Francis Grasso with Steve Morticia D'Aquisto and Michael Capella. I was amazed at the music that they played. I was mesmerized by the sound in the room. Damn, it was orgasmic. After going there, I started to become friendly with Francis, Steve, and Michael. And at some point, I was introduced to this mind-altering David Rodriguez. Later on for him, Nuts, another disc jockey who eventually worked at a club in the village called The Limelight. What a character, and eventually a dear friend. Added to this was another disc jockey, one Alfie Davidson, who worked at clubs called The Jungle and The Zoo. If it was not for Sanctuary, I don't believe the club scene would have exploded like it did. It was truly, in my opinion, the best club I ever went to in terms of what it did for the culture of the time, uniting diverse groups of people for the sole purpose of having fun. What a rush. For those people who are not old enough to go there, I would say you missed a great experience. For those who went there, you know this is no bullshit. It was the place. There are certain songs that remind me of Sanctuary, and occasionally I'll be playing them. These songs were heard here, and not according to some so-called disc jockeys, play by them first. I will be getting to them in a later podcast. At this time, listen to some of the songs that were the staple songs of the sanctuary. Unwind, listen, and experience the music of the sanctuary. Yeah. 
This music always brings me back to the sanctuary. The first song is from a group from the same hometown as the Jackson 5, from Gary, Indiana, Baby Huey and the Babysitters. The second was another crowd pleaser, Get Into Something by the Isley Brothers. What a great song. The third song was sort of the anthem for Sanctuary. Since the Vietnam War was going on, this song by far got the best response, and that was Black Skin, Blue Eyed Boys by The Equals. Listen to the lyrics, and one of the hooks is brand new day with brand new people, one big world, just one people. Black Skin, Blue Eyed Boys ain't gonna fight no war. A club-oriented anti-war song, just perfect. The fourth is also a song with roots to the sanctuary, a Norwegian rock group called Titanic with their monster hit, Sultana. Great memories and another rock group with the dance classic. Great memories. Remember, these are from the sanctuary. I am so tired of disc jockeys saying they were the first to play this, the first to play that. Keep your fucking mouth shut and stop bullshitting. The problem is nobody goes after these son of a bitches because they're either lazy or they weren't there. Well, motherfuckers, I was there before you and I know you're full of shit. So please be quiet. I will be mentioning these people later on in podcasts, but I'm trying to be a nice guy today and not go crazy on them. Going to the city and seeing the command that these disc jockeys had on the crowd was mind-blowing. Playing music in crap bars in Queens like I was with one turntable was not cutting it for me. I wanted the city and the opportunity came to me when I met Joey Palmentary, the DJ at the round table. Yes, I said it, Joey Palmentary, the DJ at the round table. The staff and owners of the round table were the same owners of Hollywood. They brought everyone, and I mean everyone who worked at the round table, including drag queens, to Hollywood. It was my friendship with Joey that got me into the city in Hollywood. Joey initially hired Richie Kazar and myself, then Bobby Goodadaro, and finally Tommy Savarese. What a crew. I worked Sunday tea dance and Monday nights. Richie worked Sunday night and Tuesday. Bobby worked on Wednesday, Tommy on Thursday, and Joey Friday and Saturday. To say this was a star-studded cast would be an understatement. My road at Hollywood was a bit rocky. Many gay disc jockeys wanted to know how a straight guy like me, yeah, I'll say it, a straight guy like me, was hired over gay disc jockeys. They had no problem talking shit behind my back, but never had the balls to tell me to my face. The innuendos from these jealous motherfuckers was ongoing. There was a bartender at Hollywood called Peaches who would always stick up for me when people started talking shit about me at the bar. The head of the drag queen show, John LaFleur, was also instrumental in giving me the confidence I needed at the time. These were all ex-employees of the round table. However, the person who helped me the most dealing with these jealous son of a bitches was the person that I met at Sanctuary and later disc jockey at the limelight, David Rodriguez. David, for all those listeners who did not know him, was an overweight queen who loved to create havoc. And I mean loved to create havoc. I will go into greater detail on my dealings with David and how he helped me in a future podcast. Hollywood's concept of five disc jockey was novel and brilliant. You had five talented individuals who played music to a packed club with five different techniques. Again, I will go into detail on a podcast how 
we all played music differently. Please feel free to go to the website of Blowing Shit Up on WFU Radio. Look for the post and email us with topics, music, and thoughts on the podcast. The influence on Sanctuary on not only the music that I played, but also on the rest of the DJs at Hollywood was undeniable. I am sure there will be some disc jockeys who were 9 and 6 and 10 years old at the time that would say they were the first to play it. But bullshit. Again, Sanctuary, Francis and the crew at Sanctuary were the people who played the music first. If you went to Sanctuary, you would remember these songs. If not, sit back and enjoy. Chubap, chubap, my baby Chubap, chubap Hello, stranger It seems so good to see you back again How long has it been? Just, just, 
does that remind me of Sanctuary. The first song, Hello Stranger, by the great Barbara Lewis. Always fond memories when I hear that. Always. Second song by the remarkable Marvin Gaye, Chained. 
another classic. Third, my favorite group of all time, Sly and the Family Stone, singing I Want to Take You Higher. God, do I love that song. Fourth song, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Another fan favorite, Love Child. And finally, the fifth song by the Queen herself, Aretha Franklin, Rock Steady. The remarkable thing about Hollywood was the crowds, by far the best dancers in the city. Again, let me be perfectly clear. This was a men's gay bar with a sprinkling of straight men and women and the occasional lesbian. I repeat what I said about stolen clubs like it. Clubs that were frequented by gay men were not a watering hole for gay women. They had their own clubs. The five of us in Hollywood played similar music as did all the disc jockeys at the time. I would say that I was most adventurous with music because I would play songs from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. The girls loved it. Sprinkling this music throughout the night kept the girls dancing. The introduction of big band 50s, 60s music was something that I looked forward to doing, and the crowd always responded. Good dance music, no matter when it came out, was always good dance music. Dancing to the likes of Glenn Miller, Ella Fitzgerald, Bobby Darin, Dion, Sly, always kept the dance floor. It's too darn hot. It's too darn hot. I'd like to sup with my baby tonight. Refill the cup with my baby tonight. I'd like to sup with my baby tonight. Refill the cup with my baby tonight. But I ain't up to my baby tonight cause it's too darn hot. Too darn hot, it's too darn hot. I'd like to cool with my baby tonight and pitch the woo with my baby tonight. I'd like to cool with my baby tonight and pitch the woo with my baby tonight. But brother, you fight my baby tonight, cause it's too darn hot. To report every average man you know Much prefers his lovey-dovey to court When the temperature is low But when the thermometer goes way up And the weather is sizzling hot Mr. Pants for romance is not Cause it's too, too, too darn hot Fight my baby tonight, cause it's too darn hot. 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 It's too darn hot.
Cause it's too dark According to the Kinsey Report Every average man you know Much prefers his lovey-dovey to court When the temperature is low But when the thermometer goes way up And the weather is sizzling high Mr. Gob for his squad A Marine for his queen A G.I. for his cutie pie is not Cause it's too, too, too dark
The shark bait has such teeth, dear, and it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie, babe, and it keeps it uh, out of sight. You know when that shark bites with his teeth, babe. Scarlet billows start to spread. Fancy gloves, though, where's old Maggie Heath, babe? So there's never, never a trace of red. Now on the sidewalk, <laughs> ooh, Sunday morning, uh huh, lies a body just oozing life. Can someone sneak in round a corner? Could that someone be Mac the Knife? There's a tugboat down by the river, don't you know? Where a cement bag just drooping on down. Oh, that cement is just—it's there for the way to dare. Five will get you ten old Mackies back in town. Not you hear about Louis Miller? He disappeared, babe. After drawing out all his modern cash, and now Maggie spins just like a shell. Could it be our boy's done something rash? Back in town, I said, Jenny Diver, whoa, Sookie Tawdry, look out to Miss Lottie Lynn, and old Lucy Brown, yes, that line falls on the right, babe, not that Maggie's back in What great songs, the type that kept your feet moving. The first one was Too Don Hot by the great Ella Fitzgerald, who I believe had very few peers in terms of her voice and her delivery. The second, The Undeniable, In the Mood by Glenn Miller, a classic standard of the big band era. Finally, from the great songwriter, actor, dancer, singer, Bobby Darin, Mac the Knife. And thinking back, Hollywood was where I got the balls to play this type of music at other clubs. The dances at Hollywood were so good that they were always open to good music, no matter when they came out or what genre they were in. Enough for me for a while. Since this podcast is coming to an end, I am just going to drop a few blurbs on some of the topics we will be discussing on future shows. More about the Stonewall and the whole woke, lesbian, Nazi agenda. 
some interesting viewpoints on a particular so-called bad boy rock and roll band who turned out to be a bunch of pussies because of threats from BLM. Yeah, real rock and roll. Why is there a lack of truthfulness in the media regarding race? These and much more are coming up next time. Thank you. These last two songs on this podcast are very special to me. I'm dedicating it to two people that helped me through the jealousy in Hollywood. I hope you enjoy them. The first song, I Am What I Am, by the wonderfully talented Shirley Bassey. This song was the theme song of John LaFleur, the lead drag queen at Hollywood, who came over from the round table when he closed. Because of his kindness, I dedicate this song to him, his talent, and his lifestyle. The final song is When Will I See You Again by The Three Degrees. I dedicate this song to the person who helped me through my initial miserable days in Hollywood. There were times that I wanted to lash out at these queens because of their kindness, but having David Rodriguez as my guardian was my salvation. He always defended me and took care of my light work. I remember hearing the LP on tape when I brought David to Epic Records. Although there are other cuts on the LP that we like, David was especially fond of this one. To you, my sister Mary, I dedicate this song. Good night. Hope to hear from all of you soon. Looking forward to my next podcast. Remember, blowing shit up at WFU Radio. Comments are accepted. Funny how a lonely day can make a person sane. What good is my life? Funny how a breaking heart can make me start to say what good is my life funny how I often seem to think I'll find another dream in my life till I look around and see this great big world is part of me and my When I feel afraid I think of what a mess I've made of my life Crying over my mistakes Forgetting all the breaks I've had in my life I was put on earth to be A part of this great world It's me and my
share.